Okay, good morning. Uh, this morning's class is uh, dedicated by Joey today in memory of his mother, Nurit Bachafika. Amen. At the end of Parashat Yitro, as God turns to Moshe in the aftermath of Ma'amad Harsinai, there's an uh, iconic pasuk, iconic sentence that he says, which in turn the Hachamim pick up on and have plenty to say and to depict for us based on that. It goes as follows, Vayomer Adonai Moshe, Kotomar el Israel. It's an introductory statement. Make certain that before speaking to Am Yisrael, remind them what just took place. Atem reitem. You saw. Ki min hashamayim dibarti imachem. You saw that from the heavens I spoke with you. Uh, well, there's a description of Boreh Olam speaking to us from the heavens. As Rashi points out, on the other hand, earlier in the parasha, the pasuk says, Vayered Adonai al Sinai, God descended to the mountain. Well, that's a little bit difficult. On the one hand, it's a description of, from the heavens I spoke to you. On the other hand, it's a description of, I came down from the heavens to speak with you. Uh, she has two approaches. I'd like to focus on the second. Gavar Aher. Hirkin hashamayim ushme hashamayim. Kivyachol, God leaned over, God crouched down the heavens and the upper heavens. Vihitzi'an al hahar, and he spread them out on the mountain. Vichen hu omer, vayet shamayim vayere, the pasuk describes for Rashi and for the rabbis a situation wherein Har Sinai took place not from God speaking from the heavens, nor from him, so to speak, situating himself on the mountain, but rather both at once. The heavens kissed the earth in that moment. Har Sinai was a moment in time during which, kivyachol, God's presence wasn't separate from humans' involvement in this world, but it was one and the same. That description, that understanding, I believe, is not only one of what took place then, but it's a mission statement, it's a description for each of us on how to conduct our lives, on how to envision our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a point we've said so many times, but it's so integral to everyday living, to every single second of our lives. Do we imagine that at times we rise up to the heavens through prayer, through Torah, through mitzvot, and then at other times we descend to this earth. That's one mode of approach of Avodat Hashem, but a wrong one. The description of the ideal one is that at all times, in every step that you take, every uh, deal that you make, every conversation that you have, every circumstance that arises, you're not outside of the Midrash in that moment, or while in the Midrash entirely detached from what takes place outside of it. They're kissing, they're touching. My definition of life is one of integration. I don't sometimes hit spirituality and holiness and other times live in the mundane world. I find spirituality and holiness in all. HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Har Sinai, as the description is, brought down the heavens to touch, to match with the world that we have. The truth is, this Midrash might be linked in with another well-known Midrash. It's a Midrash that describes how through the sins, the first seven sins of human beings, Kivyachol, it started with God walking amidst people in Gan Eden. God was with us. Adam and Hava were able to perceive his presence at all times. 
each sin, starting with Adam and Hava, continuing to Cain, and so forth, seven of them made God, so to speak, separate above and above and above. And then in turn, the Midrash says, as righteous, important individuals became part of our tradition in terms of world existence, God, so to speak, descended again up until Moshe Rabenu, the seventh, where at Har Sinai, the suggestion furthermore goes, they finally matched one to the other. The description again is one wherein the ideal life is not that we went up to the heavens. Gan Eden is not a place, so to speak, detached from this world. It's this world and that world in one. It is perhaps best portrayed by the Chachamim Masechet Berachot and Daf Yodzayin Amudbet. The Gemara over there describes the difference between, so to speak, Olam Haba and, so to speak, Olam Hazeh. And the Gemara says, Olam Haba, there is not there Achila, nor is there Shetia. There's no eating and there's no drinking. Rather, Sadikim Yoshevim. The righteous people sit, atrotehen berashehem, and they have their crowns on their head. Harambam says the crown refers to their knowledge, their perception, their Torah that they achieved in this life. Venehenim miziv ha and they're deriving pleasure and benefit from just God's presence. Shene emar, it cites a pasuk from the end of Parashat Mishpatim. Vayehezu et ha-Elohim, vayochlu, vayishtu. Listen to the description again. Let me read it through for you outside and listen to the irony. In the world to come, there's no eating and there's no drinking. There's just basking in the light and the might of the Almighty, as it says in this world. They saw God and they ate and they drank. I don't understand. If it's a description of a place, a time wherein there's no eating and no drinking, the proof text, the pasuk from the end of Parashat Mishpatim describing Har Sinai doesn't match. They ate and they drank unless the description is one that transcends physical eating or spiritual just seatedness. It's a description wherein the eating and the drinking becomes a spiritually infused endeavor. When we make, the truth is, the Gemara in Berachot and Daflamit He describes, when we make Berachot, we are infusing this world with a certain sense of sanctity. The Gemara at the end of Berachot and Daflamit Gimal has this statement, what's the parasha ketana, what's the small passage in the Torah, that everything is talui, but that everything hinges on it? Anyone? Sammy? Bechol derachecha da'ehu. That's true, but initially the Gemara only cites the first few words. You should know God in all your ways. That is, that is the core to it. The core to existence to life in this world is bringing those heavens down to this earth. It's a description wherein we don't just have moments of elevation, but rather every eating and every drinking is not just a physical endeavor, it's one which is infused with meaning. I'm searching, I'm seeking in every experience how does this make me a better Jew? How does this make me a better person? In, par- in this parasha, as Am Yisrael are commanded to observe Shabbat, the Torah describes a specific word for Shabbat. It's Zachoret Yom HaShabbat LeKadesho. And Rashi, citing from Shamay HaZaken and Masechet Beza and Daftezayin, suggests that that's a command not only on the day of Shabbat, but on every single one of the days of the week. It's Sheshet Yamim becomes part and parcel with Yom HaShivir. 
Shvi'i, because your mind, says Shammai Hazakin, as Rashi cites him, is on Shabbat throughout. Your mind is, as I buy something, I'm looking forward to using it on Shabbat, to eating this on Shabbat, and the next day maybe upping it a little bit more. Ramban Nachmani in the parasha as well, quotes from the Midrash. That's why Am Yisrael, as we do every morning with the Shir Shel Yom, refer to the days of the week as Shani B'Shabbat Kodesh, Shilishi B'Shabbat Kodesh, where every day realizing, but wait a second, only the seventh day is Shabbat. Not day three, not day four, not day four. Friday, it's not Saturday, but the description is one wherein our life as Jews becomes one in which we can't see a separation between the two. Where my eating and drinking is an experience where it's not a normal eating and drinking, it's a spiritual experience. Where my everyday engagements, where the deal that I make, because I was honest in it, because I was righteous in my deeds, because my perspective was on helping others with my achievements, that's a life where my physical, where my this-worldly, where my Vayered Adonai, God coming down to the mountain, is in truth us matching that mountain as he speaks to us from the heavens. I would conclude with only perhaps a suggestion to maybe the fact that the parasha begins with Yitro's suggestion to his son-in-law Moshe, which seems separate from what takes place chronologically, it appears from the Torah afterwards or perhaps beforehand. Uh, we have the giving of the Torah, we have the Ten Commandments at Har Sinai, and we have separately, it seems, the instruction of Yitro with regards to how to build a judicial system, what you should do with judges. Now, again, following the Torah certainly does mean you have appropriate judges, it means that you set a system in motion, but is there something deeper to it? I would suggest the following, that when Yitro turns to Moshe, realizing how burdened he is, he asks him, well, what's going on? What is this? And says Moshe, listen to the words, When there's a matter, when there's an issue between individuals, when they're uncertain how to rule, they come to me and I instruct them, I teach them then, in that moment, the laws of God and his teachings. Pause for a second. That is the class this morning. That is the tefillah this afternoon. That is the moment where I don't know what to do. I'm looking for inspiration. I tapped into, I went up to the heavens. That's what's taking place. He says to him, they deal with their matters in this world. They get stuck on something, or uncertain what to do. So they then turn to me for the injection of sanctity. What does God say about this? What he throws principled, different approach, says Yitro to him, perhaps this is what you can do. He begins, Why don't you begin by warning and explaining to them the Hukim and the Torot, the general principles. And you'll instruct them, make known to them, Here's what you should set forth for them. A mission, a journey, a direction. What's a mission, a journey, and a direction? Right. That's not just the class. That's not only the tefillah. That's life at every single second. Says Yitro to Moshe, let's have a paradigm shift. Instead of being injected with sanctity from time to time, instead of finding God at that moment because you were inspired by the words, find him in every moment. Make certain that you can on all six days of the week find a Shabbat reference of Shabbat Nafash, of Kedusha, of sanctity in everything that you do. It's no simple feat for any of us, 
But if it's not on our minds as a goal, as an ambition, we'll never get there. We have to be able to not only search for moments of sanctity, but a life of sanctity. We have to realize that every opportunity, as mundane as it appears, this is just a situation to be with my uh, children or to help another person. There's no, no, that is a moment of sanctity. How would the Torah inform your perspective in that circumstance? It is, as I said earlier, a motif of mine in speaking and in teaching because I believe that we unfortunately compartmentalize our lives. From a young age, we're taught that there's time for mathematics and separate time for Talmud. There's time for business and separate time for the class. There's time for uh, spending with our spouse and other time for praying instead of realizing that this is bechol derachecha. This is lahem haderech. Instead of realizing as Shammai Hazaken instructed through six days of the week, every day can and should be Shabbat. It's not just on the seventh day I find God, I'd stop and think about him. I need to be able to be attempting to do so throughout. A student asked me two days ago, I wasn't discussing this, but he said to me, you know what you always talk about? I struggle with that. What about, his words, not mine, chill time? I said, what do you mean? He said, what about when I'm just absent-mindedly hanging out? So I said to him, do you really believe? He said, yeah, I'm detached in that moment. I said, this is not going to be simple. And I don't expect you every time to say, l'shem yehud, before you do your chill time. <laughs> but what I do think that you need to be able to do, and it just means from time to time, say, take stock of what you're doing, say, I can't be studying right now. I can't be that plugged in in this moment. I need to be rejuvenated, thankful as well, but I need to be rejuvenated so that I can dedicate. Now, it's not simple, and as I have uh, for the olive on the table, I don't say in that moment, although I should, because I'm being thankful through the beracha, now it'll give me the energy, but I should. That's the mindset. The approach is that in anything and everything we do, it's the vision of Yitro. It is, as the Midrash suggests, in that pinnacle moment of Ma'amad Har Sinai, what it's all about. It's not that we went up to the heavens, nor that, so to speak, he came down to us. It's that we met in the middle. It's the opportunity, it's the mission, it's the mandate as members of Am Yisrael to find in any and every aspect of our lives that connectedness between heavens and earth, the realization that the whole needs to be infused with Kedusha Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.